while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. to go home but you can't stay here <laughs> 508-996-0500 so i thought it was as always we'll, we'll still take your calls if you want to talk to us oh, no, the it's not going to be here but absolutely. we'll still take your calls so marcus um and and by the way you know the it, it's the the phone lines are full if you call like i can't let people call twice you, you get one crack at right. it and uh, sometimes, you know, particularly I get... when we have a guest, yeah, yeah, right. When we're, when we're, when we're screwing around between yes. nine and ten, and, you, and we yes. have a guest here, that's fine. But when but, we're at a guest with high call traffic, a lot of people want to talk to right. him and ask him important questions. Don't think about Marcus and I. Think about your fellow caller, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, but think re- about me too. It's hard. <laughs> but really, um, <laughs> um, guys, I think um, given what happened at the jail over the weekend, um, perfect timing to have. By the way, folks. Marcus, we we had that all set up ahead of time. Yeah. That interview, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened to be that the um, the yeah. incident the incident happened over the weekend. Yeah, no, right? I I definitely didn't plan that. <laughs> By the <laughs> no way, guys, no one's accusing you. By the way, Marcus. guys, I didn't plan any of that. <laughs> Marcus brought the toilet paper. Yeah. Um, so, um, any honored his request, and I appreciate that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, always was, uh, always a good interview. Yeah. Always good callers. Yep. Almost always good callers. Yeah. Stay focused, guys. Stay focused. Well, well. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand and sympathize with the position of trying to get one over on the sheriff and not being able to. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus tries like crazy. I try all the folks. time. And I he's much smarter than you call it. <laughs> I try all the time. Um, but uh, but um, he's good at this. Right. He's yeah, very he's good. good at this. So... Uh, but anyway, I appreciate you guys calling in. You guys will be able to talk to Sheriff Hodgson and Mayor Haro again in two weeks when we have him here for the debate. You'll also be able to talk to Mayor Haro this Monday when we have him in for his interview from 7 to 9. So um, it'll be interesting. It, it is a, um, as, as we talked about, really, Marcus, let's face it, not to, not to pat ourselves on the back because a lot of other people do it for us, but the, um, <laughs> but, but the, um, the reality of it is we we knew this was going to be an interesting race and i think folks we've we've made 
the candidates We've available made it more interesting you. by being awesome. <laughs> right. No, well, kidding. we made the candidates available to you. We did. In ways that nobody else has been able to. Yes. I mean, they ju- my, he just took two hours of phone calls. Mayor Haru will do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and and uh, there's and, no and, substitute for that. And this is prime campaign season. Right. Time is super, super valuable. Right. So, um, really, uh, I appreciate both the candidates making themselves available. And um, I appreciate you guys participating. But we're going to, we'll keep, we'll keep doing this. Yeah, it'll All be right. fun. So uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, th- we were like, I guess this is like a, a reaction time, but they're, you know, hey, everything was pretty thoroughly covered. I, I, Marcus, you know, I'm not saying you're exhausted when he leaves because it's an enjoyable experience, but there was a lot in that call. There was a lot in that two hours. Yeah. And guys, we're talking about obviously a very serious terribly sad subject all the way yeah. around from from the opening incident with the mom and and again and everyone's innocent until proven guilty um and i think that's very important um all the way through to the suicide it's just you know suicide is i remember marcus i had someone who killed themselves close to me we all have had it and um i was reacting to it on the air one day and i got a a message from uh, Reverend Lima afterwards, mm-hmm. um, David Lima, and yeah, um, nice guy, you know, really nice guy, and who he deals with this stuff as a pastor, mm-hmm. and um, suicide is just a devastating thing. Now I was going to call it a crime, but it's not a crime. It's not the right word for it. Feels like it, but it's not. Um, it's devastating, and uh, to the people involved, although obviously to the person who dies, um, if you're feeling not good, man, you gotta reach out to somebody. That, and so often that people don't do it. Um, you look, that guy had every opportunity. He met with doctors down the Cape. He met with a medical uh, the, with a, They had him do a form at the jail, yet he concealed it, you know? I think about friends of mine who've killed themselves. They, you think later, you go, I just wish they had called somebody. Not not me, obviously, because I'm not a compassionate person, but... see. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joking. But thank Sorry. you for laughing and breaking up my, my tension. But my point being, folks, is that actually that's not true. If you ever thought something and you wanted to talk to me, I would talk to you. Because um, if you do something stupid, it, it, there's no tomorrow. Uh, there's an incredible commercial that runs on BSM right now about handgun violence towards yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. You pull that trigger, there's no coming back. Maybe I'll back. put it in the next block. There you go. Yeah. There's, when you pull that trigger... Um, there's no, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And um, look, I don't, I don't care what the guy's accused of. Um, he'll never get his day in court. Now, it's a yeah. uh, really, really sad thing all the way around. Anyway, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Come and call and tell me a joke. Good evening. You're live. Huh? Favorite caller. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did it. I got to make that joke. I've been waiting. So, um, no, but you can call in at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get uh, on the program. Uh, still an interesting race. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm waiting for, like, if Maura Healy comes down, what's the response to that, right? Because so, she's coming down. What's actually. amazing, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. She, she, she's she's yeah, coming yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so what, I know what's amazing is that we're getting into the to the final stretch um, and it's going to be a flurry of activity. And this is in this, and I was saying this on Barry's earlier today. This is actually really when people start paying attention. Absolutely, like people might it might be in the in the periphery of your summer. You know, you might see a sign, you might right. see a few signs, but people start to really learn who 
their sheriff is if they don't know or who Mayor Haro is. And this is when these things like the more Healy endorsement, the, the Charlie Baker endorsement, um, the, the polling news or any stuff, the debates, the two debates that we're going to have uh, us at WBSM and the other one at WPRI with Ted Nisi and Tim White. This is when it really matters because this is when people start to formulate their opinions. You did have a swing voter call in. Um, there's a he lot of even them called there. himself one. Yeah, he which, did, which I've never heard a swing voter do. But yeah. the, um, what, what's funny, Marcus, I think, is that I've never met a swing voter. <laughs> They're elusive. You always hear about them in the in the discussions on elections. Those the swing voters, the undecided. Who told him he was a swing? Voter? The undecided. Like, he yeah. declared himself. He's the swing voter. The, um, the but the reality is, folks, if you listen to this radio program, you're probably ahead of the game. You can help educate your neighbors, whichever side of the fence you're on. Um, you've had a good opportunity now to, to hear from Tom Hodges for 25 years, and we've done it. We've tried to fill the gap in for you with the Democrats who ran through the primary, right? Um, we gave all the candidates on the Democrat side, on the primary side, plenty of time. They had plenty of opportunities for you guys that did as voters to, to learn about those folks and to, and to make an informed mm-hmm. decision. I would like to think that you're all happy or, or with the amount of information you've gotten so far. You may not like any of the candidates, I don't know, but you should feel that you've had a good opportunity unless you've avoided it. To learn yeah. a lot about it. Hey, Marcus, I have a question for you. Oh, man. Um, and, and again, we're still taking your calls at 508-996-0500. I got a call today from a journalist, and I have to follow. I was busy today. I wasn't able to get back to him, but I followed up quickly. They wanted to talk about the train, the, the ballot question okay. for the train. What did I think? What did I... Um, um, of course, my, my opinion, I've said her here, I think you get, you got to vote for it. Um, I you think have I, to. I think, I think I remarked, I said, if I was opposed to it, you would have heard me in the 90s, right? Yeah, right. When it was relevant, Good point. you know yeah. what I mean? Because um, I, I, we were weighing in on it back then. But it, re- it reminded me that there has still been very little information. There has been. Marcus, right? And I, you wonder if it's intentional or people are just... Ex- Maybe the pe- people, the proponents are just expecting it to pass. And you know something, everyone's busy, and, it, and maybe that they're not expecting there to be anybody who's, and, and we haven't heard of any opposition. I, yeah. and I can't imagine what the opposition would say that they've kept their mouth shut for so long, right? Yeah. Uh, it's almost as if, if now you're opposed to it, you, you better keep your mouth shut. The easiest thing to do is just vote yes on all the ballot questions. Um <laughs> Depending if you work for 11 or not. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Um, you know, I, I, I do appreciate you guys put, putting out the uh, the issues and the candidates. My prediction is um, this thing is such a slam dunk in, in, in our district, in our region, that we're going to have one of the lowest uh, midterm turnouts. What do you think? Oh yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I do true. agree. Well, so we—I said this earlier. We have the—I uh, said this earlier in Barry's. We had—we had the fifth lowest primary turnout in the entire state. Worcester was number one with ten percent. We had thirteen percent. But guess what? Worcester's got two hundred thousand people. Worcester's ten percent is worth a lot more than our thirteen percent. You know, so that makes so that makes it difficult to attract candidates here. And they do come down here. I'm not saying that they don't, but I think they'd pay a lot more attention here. You'd see a lot more canvas kickoffs and all of that down here if the votes came out here. And I, I've told, I said this before. Turnout used to be higher. It was higher about five six years ago. Somewhere along the line, turnout started to drop. 
you know, there's a reason that Porsche salesmen don't call me because I'm not in the market, right? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> right? Wait, I mean, they're, not, they're not advertising on the show either. What's up with that? <laughs> well, you're not in the market either. But the, the point <laughs> being is that if you're not if you're not at all going to buy the product, nobody's going to waste their time with you, right? And so the voters of New Bedford and the people whose job it is to motivate them need to motivate them, all right? And um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not picking on the uh, the, the motivation of the, the voters so much as the, um, the the choices that are out there that are, uh, you know, it just seems like it's such a slam dunk, I think. First of all, most people don't pay as much attention to this as, as we all do. Correct, correct. And and when you ask people, you know, <clears throat> as, as Jessica did on, on one of her shows a few weeks ago and, and one of Howie Carr's stringers did up at UMass Boston, of all places, at a university... You know, people, they can't tell you who their, they can barely tell you who their governor is, <laughs> let alone their, their I remember. or their, their local representatives. And, uh, I mean, I and I have to think about it myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, uh, okay, um, uh, Jim Browdy was at the um, public library and said, how many people here know their governor's council? One person raised their hand. Right. And it, and it was Joe Ferrer himself. Well, the council, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, but I mean, but 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 these were uh, Howie Stringer asked, uh, "Who's the governor?" And, and yeah. I mean, and they struggled. And just, just who was running, that, who yeah, was running for the uh, for the you know for the for twenty twenty two, and um, you know, and then you get into uh, you know who your state rep is, who your senator is, and you know it's difficult. I I helped a guy run many years ago, uh, Central Mass, and. and Knocking on doors, and, and uh, a guy came up. Is, is he running against Kennedy? <laughs> you, want, you understand, Ted Kennedy's the senator. <laughs> he's, he's running for state representative. Right? Well, I mean, do, do you remember the movie? Against. There was a movie where Eddie Murphy runs for Congress, and I think his name was Jimmy Johnson, because because a congressman died and had the same name as him, and he wanted to go to Congress because he just he had the same name, and all the people and he got he got elected to Congress because everyone thought they were voting for the guy who they've been voting for for years. I mean, you know, a well, guy did that in real life in Boston. He, he uh, his name I don't know if they, I don't know if he, he changed his name, but he his name was uh, John Kennedy. Um, there's a, there's a senator from uh, from Brockton. Named Kennedy, um, or was from was from Brock? Maybe it's a rep, a rep, rep from that area. Like but Brady's the senator. From, Mike, that's right. Yeah. Brady is. Yeah, the um, not to be confused with the Jim Brady from the uh, Reagan administration. The um, but the point of the matter is that yes, name recognition. Jim Brady, goes the a, guy that got shot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. N- name recognition goes a long way. Uh, but look, let me let let let's let's focus on what the real problem is. It's Jeff Deal. All right. Yeah. That's, well, that's I what, asked the sheriff. That's why yeah, I asked I the sheriff. I can't disagree. I cannot disagree with you. On that's that a, one. I, I'm telling you. I think that's you know. I, I that's why I asked the sheriff. And I'm not saying people in Bristol County won't split a ticket, but what I'm saying is the top of the ballot carries the bottom of the ballot all the time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. The top of the ballot is really disappointing, and uh, and, and you know, so it's a non-presidential year, so that gets all the attention. You know, it's a presidential election, so. You know, it's gonna. It's a great election throughout the rest of the country, just not so much around here. It, it really is. Look, look. New Hampshire's got some some bond burners going on up there for races. Um, the um, the fact of the matter is, is that the Republic don't 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 blame the voters. Blame the Republican primary voters. They had an opportunity. They could have voted for Chris Doty. They didn't. They voted for Jeff Deal, and now. 
What's the, what's the latest deal um, uh, campaign report? Is he uh, he took in about a hundred. He dropped his pacifier out of the crib. <laughs> he, yeah. he took about a hundred thousand. He took about a hundred thousand in last quarter, but more Healy took in uh, f- uh, five hundred thousand. More Healy. Uh, so Jeff Deal has about. Before he, he already had, yeah. On hand, he takes eighty. He, on hand, he has like eighty-eight thousand uh, before that fundraiser, and he only has three point five. You know, when he ran, when Jeff ran for uh, against Elizabeth, yeah, won. U.S. Senate, yep. You know, and he he did win Plymouth County, but that's all he won. Um, and then that my district, but I, he, uh, I called up his uh, the, the number that he must have been on, you know, doing an interview. I called, I called up the number and. Uh, one of his handles, I said, oh, here's my name and my email address, and I'll be happy to come pick up a sign, et cetera. I think, and they never even got back to me. That was one of the against Elizabeth Warren, and he was much more visible right. against he, her. He's, he's he kicked a, his mean, campaign I, off right down the road. Beyond. Hmm? Yeah, this is beyond the beyond how, uh, I mean, I, you guys probably have your theories for uh, why this must be just a way to... I, you know, I, 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 I don't be because yeah. I don't because it's such madness. I can't, and I'm not going to speculate, but I don't know what the man's doing. Um, he kicked off his campaign for U.S. Senate right right here at the park, um, uh, right down the street from us. Yes. Right, I went to the kickoff. Um, there was a lot of people there. It was he had a lot of potential, but he did decent actually. Um, so out of everybody in the statewide ballot that year. Uh, Elizabeth Warren got the least the least vote share, less than even Suzanne Bump. Right, and ballot fatigue is a real thing. So he he did decent. I think that might have been more about Warren than Deal. But it, it, and he least, won that primary, a competitive Republican primary, three people. He won it. Yeah, he did. So I mean, the guy is was not who he is now. And that which, which again I think is the reason he beat Doty is because there were a lot of people who remember Doty had the statewide name recognition. The leftover name recognition. Yeah, and, and, every, and the enthusiasm it is and the enthusiasm that he had for that campaign. Well, when when when, Pete, when you ask, you know, the average man on the street who the governor is and, and only one out of, you know, <laughs> one out of 3 can name him. Yeah. You know, and then when you get in down into the candidates and down into the primary, he had name recognition is obviously everything because you know, let's face it. Uh, there's a very few of us, a very small percentage of us, that that really get into the nitty gritty of this. I mean, right. that are listening to this show right now and really care about this stuff. So, you know, so it, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? It's very hard to make predictions. I, it's pretty easy in this state, but around me, uh, I can't wait to listen to election night when you guys are doing it. Hey, why we have you? Why we have you? The big story is going to be New Hampshire and Pennsylvania. And, you know, a bunch of other places. Well, the ballot uh, no, question. Maggie's going to win New Hampshire. The, the Pennsylvania's. Ballot, the ballot questions are also interesting here in Massachusetts. Let's not forget that. The ballot yeah. questions. While we have you, caller, any thought on the ballot questions that you know about? So, Did question four is a le- no. Have I decided? Yeah, question four is the driver's licenses for undocumented aliens. Uh, question one is the income tax. Those are the two big ones, really. Yeah, the constitutional amendment, I, I, I'm definitely voting against that. That's, okay. uh, that's insanity. Um, the. I haven't actually decided on number four. The two and three, I'm still kind of curious how they get on the ballot. <laughs> That's you know, a dental were they, question. Were they sponsored, were they sponsored by, a, uh, by a rep? Or, I'm know, not they, sure. They, they, yeah, I mean, I don't think they they reached the same hurdle as uh, trying to overturn a uh, a law that was passed by the legislature. As question four was. Right. I had actually called up... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Steve, 
and, and so, you know, the by statute, the uh, deadline is set for the publication of the voter information. But by uh, state constitution, the deadlines are set for the, the certification of the uh, questions. So that that law needs to be changed so that the the publication is is, is um, you know advanced farther down the line so that the the questions are already in place. And that would be easily done. I, I, I memo to. Uh, Representative Strauss and Montigny, my my representative and senator, respectful, uh, respectively, they you know that's an easy fix. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just just uh, you know the last thing um, I'm not going to lose my train of thought is um, I already did too bad. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks thanks for the call. You yeah, can call no, back, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, brother. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Good evening. I'm wondering if you guys. Um, you know, ask the sheriff or if he, when he was on tonight, talked about the thing that you were talking about between him and Doty or something that was on Doty. And was it when Chris was bringing up about the, um, you know, him trying to take restrictions off of sexual offenders? Was that the thing you were talking about, Chris? Uh, no, we weren't mentioning anything about Chris Doty. I did ask him a question about Def Deal, but we didn't ask no, anything no, about Chris, no, Chris no, Doty. Not Chris Doty. Oh, I mean Chris McCarthy. Okay, oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> on with the sheriff. Yeah, when he was bringing up, you know, the thing with um. Oh, you know, okay, okay. I, I, I think about. I understand now. So, so basically, there was a situation out in Attleboro where the right. city council wanted to ban sex offenders from public buildings like libraries, things like that. Okay, right. and it became a very contentious debate. It was a couple of years ago, and it came right. down to the fact that. Um, Jeff, um, Jeff Deal, please forgive me. Uh, Mayor Haru. Mayor Haru had, was opposed to a restriction on letting sex offenders come into the, come into the library. All right. As an example. And it came down to a city councilor asking so like all, all him, public buildings, right? Is it just, just libraries or is it town hall, city hall? I, I school, know. It, you know like, yeah. I know in particular the libraries. Because there's not any state restrictions against schools. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I knew the, I knew the libraries were a particular piece of it because okay. um there have been crimes committed in libraries uh by sex offenders right here yeah. in new bedford okay um cory saunders was a convicted sex offender who grabbed and raped a child in the new bedford public library okay yeah, um, boy i believe yeah it was a he was hiding behind it was a really crazy case and i knew cory yeah. saunders the sex offender because i had him at saint vincent's home years earlier and i couldn't believe that kid was on the street when i read it in the paper and that he was lurking around the library and the mother was on the computer and he lured the little boy into a corner of the library and got him and um he's he's he actually pled guilty and took a life sentence um it was in the new york times that's how horrific of a crime it was the new york times covered it so one of the things that came up is that um mayor haru was such a defender of the rights of sex offenders and i have to tell you while i disagree with him i i guess i almost admire his honesty all right he he feels the way he feels i really disagree with him and that's why don't think he should be the sheriff, but he is honest about it. Like a flag burner, he's honest. So but one of the, the city councilors talking about that was going to come out about him. Is it's a mo- it's, it's, about it's, a couple nights so, ago. So, so, um, so well, he, I had already heard that. I didn't know if there was. Something no, that's a else. public thing, and and uh, you know, I, I I think he's got some nuanced positions on um, on SORB and all that, the Sex Offender Registry Board. Um, so I'll just say this: the, the, 
in that course of that conversation, became so heated that one of the city councilors actually asked him, why are you defending this? And the, it indicated that the guy had a family member that had been sexually assaulted in the in the newspaper story mm-hmm. I read. That the guy even said to him, "Are you a sex offender? Why are you defending these people?" Yeah, that's a weird question. It, it's a, right. I've never yeah. heard anyone ask that question yeah. in a public forum like that. That that the city council was so taken aback by uh, Haru's positions, his, his adamance on defending the rights of sex offenders, that, um, right. you know, it, it's, a, it's a very... But again, as I say, um, I, I give Paul credit that well, he's being this honest about it so that the rest of us can make a decision based on that. In other words, I don't discount it at all. He's so passionate about this that... He, at least he's being honest. We know before we he's vote. He's being honest by saying things that are not true. Because when he was saying that, he's saying it's not as though, you know, children are going to get raped in libraries. Okay. Right. I agree. It doesn't happen every day. Right. But also, there's no protection for the fact that there's little children's areas in almost all the libraries. Right. Was this and, person? And, and generally, it's an area where you can consider if you're grabbing something else from the stacks or getting something from the desk, you know. Your children are going to be safe. And I'm sorry, but the fact is there are lots of sex offenders that are not registered. Yes. That are lurking well, if they're not re- le- if they're not registered, then then this law wouldn't actually impact them at all. That's what I'm saying. So it yeah. can't protect everybody. But why, when you know somebody is a risk around children, would you say, "Oh, let's let's roll the dice and see how it goes"? That's the thing when people have compassion for inmates or compassion for people that have been released. Yes, you can have compassion, but first and foremost, I agree with the sheriff and I agree with, you know, people that think you have to put the public safety first. And if these people know they're a risk and want to go around without any restrictions, it's just not, you know, in that case, it wasn't okay. But also about the, um, so I was just seeing if that's what, you know, you had said was going to be released about him or if there was something else, but I, um, as far as the train goes, you know, years ago when we were being sold this, you know, idea on the train, right. they were selling it as a commuter rail. You can get a job in Boston, you can work down here, you can get a higher paying job, all of the ways they sold it to us. And now that it's like, hey, you're not, you need to just vote for this. The mayor himself is saying, well, it's not really a commuter rail. It's well, well, you know, honestly, train. honestly, it, it, I mean, it, 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 it is, uh, it's, it's the, it's, it's an extension of the Middleborough line. Um, I frankly, uh, I, you know, I, I like John Mitchell a lot and I, I love when he comes on the show. We have good discussions. I have no idea why he's so pessimistic about the train. I don't think he should be. I agree with you. I, agree I have with no idea. He's uniquely pessimistic out of any elected official in the entire delegation, in the entire, uh, governmental body. He's uniquely pessimistic about it and I, I don't understand it and I don't but agree is with it. Because he's being pessimistic or is he being realistic and saying it's not really going to cut down on the traffic on the roads? People aren't going to choose it as an option. Maybe it's going to take too much time. So I'm wondering, is this train, because it took so long for whoever was transportation secretary or whatever happened, that it didn't get, you know, the question didn't get asked in a timely manner. And is the whole train itself a little, you know, too little too late in terms of what it was intended for and what it will ultimately be? 
You know what, you know what, caller? I think that you're the first skeptic that I've heard who've asked questions like that. Yeah. Which, which, which should because not be the case. They don't have a lot of answers. No, now. exactly. They don't. They don't. Which, which should not be the case. I mean, that's what, and we, oh. and Marcus and I started talking about this months ago, saying, where is the real conversation, right? Yeah. Where are the people saying, it's going to be, it's going to cost this much money, well, right? Well, so we did, and we did have people on to talk about that, that it's going to be basically an a- allocation out of our CERTA budget and, right. and that. So it's not going to have any uh, impact necessarily on like, um, fees, uh, like uh, taxes, your property taxes, or anything like that. Right. I think we I might... haven't seen any written proposal, or, or you know, all I've seen, all I've heard is what people are telling us they think the plan might be. Right. I just feel like basically my entire life, we're talking about a new bridge, a new train. Okay, my whole life later, you know, we're also talking about, you know, using less fossil fuels. I'm like, what am I cycling back? Like, what is happening (laughs) that nothing is really? But with all of the people in place and all the administrations, you know, yeah, there was a big drop in not only having the question answered before this ballot, but also getting the facts to people so they can base it on something. It sounds like Nancy Pelosi. Let's just sign it, and then we can see what, you know, let's pass this and see what's in it. That, to me, is, like, a little sketchy. Hey, thanks, sketchy th- th- thanks Thank you for the call. call. We appreciate it. Hey, we got to take this break. 1420 WBSS. Sometimes you just got to keep going forward, you know. You just keep on moving. That's the only thing to do, Marcus. You just have to keep going forward. <laughs> Onward and upward, right? <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. And McCarthy told me to call back. So, <laughs> I did, uh, actually, so that's fine. I, I, so I remembered what I what I want to say uh, if I was lamenting the uh, lack of enthusiasm in our district. Do you, have you guys, I'm sure you have, um, I, I've been really enjoying the, uh, the ads on the Providence Station. I between Magaziner and Fung. They're fantastic. And most yeah. of them have been negative. And this morning I saw a positive one that was one of the best ads I've ever seen, in recent memory at least, uh, for, uh, for yeah, a Fung uh, ad. And what do you, do you, have you seen this one where he starts filming a political ad? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's holding the script and he throws the script. He throws the script. Yes, it's great. That's one of the best ads I've seen. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And the cop and the cops do, do it uh, direct in traffic. And he goes, "Hey, Alan." He goes, "Hey, whatever his name is. Hey, Dan." You know, and he keeps That's, walking. What a great, what a great uh, notion to say. Hey, let's just see what the voters have to it, say. It, and it they're was, not, and they're not gushing over Fung. Oh, I love him because he's so good. They're like, "Hey, what about this? What about that?" Mm-hmm. They make the they make the uh, response look like real people. Yeah, it, that's it, what I'm going to listen to at the end. And those are I, national I ads, brilliant. right? Yeah. I really yeah. thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, th- that yeah, that ad's his. He, you know, it's not. That's a, that's a fun ad. He's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the ad. He's acting in the ad because there are it's a um, good ad. As, as we, we talked about it with, with Ted Nisi. Um, so, so let's can we can we just set the stage for people please, who may not yeah, know what ahead. we're talking about? Yeah, the Rhode Island Second Congressional District. Uh, so there's two Congress people in Rhode Island. One's David Cicilline, the other one was Jim Langevin. Right. Jim Langevin is leaving with, that, with a lot of money. Yeah, I know. So the Ted Nisi <laughs> report. Yeah. So. Um, and speaking, of, we'll we'll get to that in a second. So there's a race now between Seth Magaziner, who is the state treasurer of Rhode Island, right? Who was originally going to run for governor, and then saw this opportunity here, and he moved into the district, into the Rhode Island's con- uh, second congressional district. He's going up against Alan Fung. Alan Fung is a the former mayor of Cranston, longtime mayor of Cranston. He's a Republican. He ran twice against Gina Raimondo. He did lose for governor. Um, 
the first time was fairly close. The second time wasn't that close. Right. But he's a very well-liked guy. He yes. presents a, a very Charlie Baker, Scott Brown-esque type of personality where he's, you know, I'm a Republican, but I'm not like Trump. I'm a, you know, more like technocratical and pragmatism and all of that. And so this race is so competitive now in Rhode Island that the National Republican Party and the National Democratic Party have put millions of dollars into this race. And this is happening literally just over the border, about 20 minutes from us, just over the border. And even like Steny Hoyer said stuff and he's weighed in on that race. So it's it's a really interesting race. And yeah, Ted, definitely high, definitely high uh, you know, high production quality stuff. You can tell mm-hmm. it's really Really, uh, you know, this, these are the big shots coming in producing this. Stuff. Oh yeah, no, they they both see this as. I mean, Democrats see this as a race they need to ha- they need to hang on if they want to shot it when it keep in the House, and the Republicans see this as a real winnable race in a in a really in a really tough area. It would be an amazing thing for a guy named Fung to get elected as a Republican in Rhode Island. Um, Rhode Island is normally blue blood territory. Um, if you look at their statewide candidates and then Italians, mm-hmm. basically. Who was the U.S. senator, I believe? Cleb- Claiborne Pell. Claiborne Pell. Was he? Yeah. No, 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 no. But back in the, back in oh. the day, who disparaged Rhode Island about... John Chafee? Straight to, uh, I can't... It was, it was back in the day, and... <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, before well, my Cla- Claiborne Powell was the senator for, for like 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so was Chafee. This, is, this yeah. is the guy I think on the floor said Rhode Island, the state, you could really uh, kind of disparaging thing. You could you could do one thing on one side and get across the straight state, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Was that John I, Pastore? Who, who was in during Johnson? It yeah. It was during the Johnson administration. That was Pastore then. Yeah, there's a famous um, picture of Pastore oh, being picked up by his lapels by Johnson. Well, we Johnson's yeah, Johnson's like physically like imposing on him. Right. It's, it's a really good picture. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But no. so, you know, so so anyway, so that is that is kind of cool. We'll we'll watch that. Uh, you know, if you guys um, ever delve into um, some of the great political ads over the years, I I, I think some this, these these guys are coming up with some good ones now. Um, there's been some great ones. You know what? Maybe the great, it wasn't an ad, uh, but it was the uh, um, <clears throat> the speech that Nixon gave about the dog. Oh, checkers? Right. The checkers. Speech. Checkers. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some great. I'm not going to give my dog. Yeah. I'm not going to give my daughter's dog back. I'm not going to look at Julian and whatever his other son's name is. And look at those little kids in the eyes and say, "You have to give that dog back." <laughs> or, or the cloth I mean, coat that that his wife got. But really, he was talking about an account from a bunch of oilmen. Cash from oilmen is really checkers. Checkers, the dog, and the cloth coat were metaphors for a big bag of cash that H.L. Hunt and the rest of the oil boys had given him. That's really what he was doing. And that speech was designed for you, me, and Eisenhower. Because of that speech, they they. White House switchboard was overwhelmed with Republicans telling Eisenhower, don't kick Nixon off the ticket. Eisenhower and his team were going to kick Nixon off the ticket and thereby changing the arc of American history. And Eisenhower was um, famously uh, reluctant to give his vice president any praise in his election against uh, Kennedy. And it was such a close election um uh, presumably, uh, if he had weighed in a little bit because he was a popular president, 
Nixon would have been president in 1960 and not 1968. Because Nixon had Nixon had put the gun to his head with a Cheka speech. Yeah, I I, I had a, uh, a political great political science professor at the UMass Boston. He he uh, juxtaposed two ads. I think they were both. If I remember right, they were both done by Roger Ailes. One was for the wine. Um, uh, you know, a famous brand of wine. Roger Ailes the, founded Fox one, News, by the way, the, for people who don't other, know. Yeah, 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 right. And the other one was for Morning in America, was the political ad. Yeah. Oh, the Reagan and one? If you, look at the, if you, if yeah. you juxtapose the wine ad, Inglenook wine or something, <laughs> and the scenery was the same. I think it was the same voiceover guy. It was really interesting. It was like, this is how you, this is how you package a, a president or a candidate. Yeah. You know what? I'll be curious, Marcus, is there's going to be one televised debate for sheriff and one radio debate. It's got the same setup as Nixon, Kennedy. They had one debate that you heard it on the radio and one debate you watched on, really, with three debates you could watch on television. But the point of the matter is people afterwards said the one they listened to on the radio, they thought Nixon won. Yeah, and the, the one, one they, they saw won. on television, they thought Kennedy won. Right, yeah. Right. I'd be curious how people feel about that. Hey, hey, hey listen, i I, I got to take this break, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Nixon famously refused makeup for that TV debate. Yep. And he was a little sick. He had, yeah. And Kennedy had spent the weekend in Palm Beach. This, so he, like leather-bound face, right. you know, Nixon. It was it, it was it was not good. But but I do, before we t- take yeah. a break, want to mention that Ted Nisi and Tim White have a poll on that Fung Magazine race that's coming out tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow at 5, I did see that earlier. So, all right, I got to take a break. Listen to us live. And- I was just reading an app chat message. There's someone uh, lamenting that the, you know, the train has been something that's been talked about for a long time. And how soon can we expect the train to be like a better train, like a maglev or something like that? Probably not in his lifetime. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the train isn't going to bring good things. You know, uh, when we when I had that transportation expert on, he said Worcester is the best example of what uh, a train to Boston, Boston can do for development because that okay. happened around 94. Okay. And uh, Worcester in its, you know, and especially in the last 20 years or so has seen an exponential amount of development and growth, uh, economic growth centered around uh, that that transportation of Boston. You, we talked about Lake, the Lakeville Middleborough and those condos that are right. built there and all that. Yeah, Little Brockton, they call it. Little Brockton. Yeah. yeah. The um, so you have um, currently, if you're going to Boston on a daily basis out of this area, you don't. You're probably not going to use a train or don't need to use a train because you've already got a solution. Whatever it is, right? I think what what will be interesting, Marcus, is the amount of change that once the train starts running, a year from now, two years from now, you'll see changes in behavior, changes in economic behavior that you don't, you're not going to see immediately. Because when I used to go to Boston every day, I didn't go by train because there was no train to Boston, right? I either drove in, I took the bus, I went up to Lakeville, took the train from there. So why? I mean, I'm not not to sound ridiculous, but there wasn't one, so yeah. I didn't have the option, right? So there'll be additional economic changes and patterns, um, behaviors that change once the train is an ongoing thing, and it's a ongoing thing that is real, right? So that you you know you can count on it, okay? So like right now, if I was commuting to Boston, well, how would I get there? In all likelihood given my experience in the past, I would be taking the bus out of Fairhaven, right? Yeah. Free parking. It's the same bus that goes up to um, to, to downtown New Bedford. Um, and then from there, you pick it up, you know, it goes up into Taunton, that area. Um, I find that, that 
that bus to be very good, very inexpensive. It, it's clean. It's quick. Um, it's got Wi-Fi on it. It's a commuter train. Um, but if there was a but when there's a train right here, I I think a lot of people will probably switch over. Yeah. But I because I can tell you the the difference between driving from here to Lakeville. Just the parking alone, it adds so much more to your trip. Yeah. It adds so much more money to it. I'd much rather just drive over to Fairhaven for free, park, get on the bus, and go. Right? Yeah. Um, the Lakeville stop doesn't work for me. No. I don't think it works for you either. I did it. It's It really sucks, honestly. I, I did it for uh, two weeks when I was training to be a, a bar advocate uh, with the um, Committee for Public Counsel Services. So I was training to get on the court-appointed list for defense attorneys. And I went up there for two weeks. You know, it's it, it, the, the the train ride isn't even all that bad. It's the half-hour commute afterwards, right. you know. Right. It, it, really, it really, it isn't work. It definitely wasn't workable for me, and it isn't workable for a lot of people down here. So I will tell you that. And again, I believe me, folks. I have tried every way. You used to be able to go to Wareham. Maybe you can park by J.C. Penney, pick up a bus there for a buck, take you right to Middleborough. Yeah, that was very easy to do. But still, then then you had to start out. And now you're starting out in Lakeville, Middleborough, right? Yeah. So it's all all the same. All right, got to take one more break. The New England Patriots are back. Uh, for Friday and yes. for. And Monday, we're going to have Paul Haro in, and you can call him and and talk to him, like just like you talk to the sheriff. Yeah, I think it'll be very good. It'll be good. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see you Friday. Word. Yeah. Thanks um, Thanks a lot for tuning in and calling in. Yeah, thanks really to all the callers. No, no, seriously, we do appreciate it. I know the sheriff appreciates it, too. Thanks for calling in. Um, it's 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 good. We, that's why we have oh, this by, show. By the way, I think he did resign. Did you hear the caller ask him to resign? I think he did resign. <laughs> He left a paper on the desk. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys uh, tomorrow.